0: Welcome to Photos Along the Way. Normally, I introduce it with welcome to wherever we are. But we are just in a random state forest. Uh, I think it's the Winona State Forest. I'm not 100% certain. I'm on the, what's called the Tug Hill region which is a southern foothill of the Adirondacks. It's August 19th, 2.47 in the afternoon. Fantastic time to be taking photos. Hi, my name's David. I'm what I like to call a professional hobbyist, and my latest obsession is photography. Follow me as I explore forest trails, hike up mountains, and take in the sights We'll make photos along the way. I don't have a very specific game plan. And I didn't come very prepared. Because I didn't intend on stopping to take photos today. I didn't intend on finding someplace like a forest to take photos. I don't have the right shoes on. I didn't bring any bug spray but the break in the weather with the breaks of sunshine were very inspiring. Also quite inspiring was a video I recently saw where the photographer whose name escapes me right now, Simon something, I will link it. um, It's a photo about learning to love summer photography. And he did something that I've been trying to do for a long time. He took pictures of the small things. Whereas most of my photos are large landscapes and whatnot. I'm trying to learn how to take photos of smaller, more intimate scenes. his video inspired me. The trail, well, we haven't quite, we haven't quite made it onto the trail yet. It's more of a uh, a large opening that leads to the trail, but it's just a thirty-foot-wide path with a lot of overgrown grass. But right here at the beginning of the trail, the trail is just about to start. We're just about to walk into the woods, but there is an old antique cast-iron water pump sitting right here with vegetation growing up all around it and i would wonder actually uh, i'm gonna say no it doesn't work anymore but where it has failed to provide water it may not fail to provide a photo as usual mosquitoes will not fail bite me so I've opted for a 50 millimeter lens f 5.6 one two hundredth of a second ISO 320 I'm wondering if I should have put on a longer lens and just stepped further back. But this is a, this is a very good lens for what it is. It's a, one of the, everybody loves a nifty 50. You know, plastic fantastic or something they call it. It's fantastic because it's not plastic. Well, it is plastic. Anyway, the water pump is about three feet high, three feet tall, has a long metal handle on it, has like a gooseneck faucet where the water comes out. And it's one of those things where it doesn't matter where or how you take a photo of it, it's just, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It says R.E. Myers and Bro Ashland something. I can't read it all. But I just, uh, I kind of got behind it because that's gives me good light from what little light sun we have 50 mil 5.6 1 200th iso 320 it's not a bad shot not a great shot but it's our first shot and if I've learned anything in photography the most important shot is the first shot I've only walked about 20 feet from the water pump and I've come across my next photo I hope the theme of today's podcast is the small things and that's what I'm looking for and what I found is an old stump not large not small Lots of moss, and it's wet in various places from the rain. But what's interesting about it, what makes it, what makes it stand out, is it has a, a very young fern growing right out of the top of it. And I think we can compose a fine photo out of that. And hopefully we can do it before I get eaten alive by the vampire mosquitoes. So I'm gonna take out my tripod for this because as soon as I walked onto the actual trail, the light dropped significantly. So I'm going to use my tripod So I don't have to raise my ISO quite as high. But I'm also going to use a very wide aperture to isolate the stump and the fern. I'm also going to use a very low angle. So, one problem I'm having here is my background. I've got two trees in the background, which darken the background, it makes it very, makes, makes the fern stand out. But then I've also got gaps in between those trees with light areas that kind of blend with the fern. So what I might do So I know I said I was gonna get a low angle. I'm gonna switch it up. We're gonna get a little bit of a higher angle. And we're gonna start carrying bug spray in the car. One thing I haven't done is actually walk around this stump I've, making, I've already made the mistake of the first thing I see just stopping and being, oh, there's. I'll take that picture. It would probably do me a world of good to just take a quick walk around it. So we're gonna stick with the 50 millimeter lens because it was already on f 2.8 because i need some separation iso 100 one eighth of a second two second timer we'll try that i'm uh crazy to think that i can kill all the mosquitoes around here right So you might be thinking the mosquitoes are gonna drive me away off of this trail sooner than I would anticipate. I think it's actually gonna be my footwear that ends up cutting this trip short. The recent rains that we've had has made this trail and probably several others quite muddy and murky. And I've got on my running shoes. I knew I was gonna be in meetings all day today, so... I didn't uh, didn't wear anything waterproof and heavy. And there are parts of the trail, like where I am now, that are dry. The trail's about four foot wide pretty basic trail looks like um, looks like it's used for atvs and whatnot it's got a a worn path on either side with a overgrown grass in the middle dirt covered in pine needles vegetation but occasionally it will turn back to mud and muck like here where we are now and up there where we have to go Fortunately, there might be a path around uh, what is looking like a, a temporary pond or lake in the middle of the trail. And I could just cut through the trees over here. One thing I will say, ooh. One thing I will say about the mosquitoes, though, is although I might be able to handle them and tolerate them, the the best solution to not being bitten by them is to keep moving. And the worst way to take photos is to keep moving. I think the real solution would have been to plan ahead. I think this might be a fantastic place to try again when I've brought appropriate gear like bug spray and boots. between the mosquitoes and the trail ponds I think I'm pretty much at a loss here the mosquitoes have increased like tenfold I walked through a swarm of them and my arm was covered in about 15 of them I don't feel like getting malaria so what I think we're going to do So I'm going to head back to the car. I'm going to go home and be more prepared. We're going to roll this episode right into the next day. It might be someplace else. I don't know yet, but I will let you know. We'll make photos along the way. Welcome to a new day and a new location, and hopefully a little more preparedness. For the second half of this episode, I've come to the Lowville Forestry Demonstration Area. It's August 20th. I might have said the wrong date earlier. Yesterday was August 19th. It's about 10 a.m. I tried to get here earlier because I wanted more sidelight. It's probably approaching 80 degrees outside. It's getting warm. It's super humid. The sun and the clouds just don't know what they want to do. It's a total mix of each. Maybe more cloudy than sunny. And the Lauville demonstration area is just an absolute gimme for photography. It is what it sounds like. it's, It's a forestry department, it's DEC, I think. And they're demonstrating what they can do. They're demonstrating how they work. It's an area where they can demonstrate how things work. So there are entire areas dedicated to one type of tree, so there's a whole area with nothing but birch trees. There's a whole area with nothing but pine trees. There's a whole area with nothing but hardwoods. There's a deer right over there. You can't see him, but I can, and he looks scared because he won't move. I think he's real. I'll go ask him. But along with the trees, there's all kinds of little garden areas where they grow flowers. It's not too far from the highway, which you could probably hear. It's one of those places that you, it just hands you photos because it's designed for that. It's designed to look at, it's designed to look pretty. That deer was real and he was standing very still. I thought I was gonna look like an idiot for a second. Oh my God. So although there are trails here, it's really more of an open area. Where I'm standing now is just like a mix of all kinds of things. I'm underneath a, a pine tree right now, but that doesn't mean that there's not a lilac bush in front of me. There's all kinds of trees around me I'm just gonna kind of wander around because I wanna stick with the theme that I was trying for yesterday, the small things. And I think it should be easy enough to pick out a very specific flower, a very specific berry. And I have come more prepared. I've got the correct shoes on. I've got bug spray in the car, but I didn't use it because I thought I'd be all right. And it's already proving me wrong. I've got, did I already say the correct shoes on? I've got the correct shoes on. And we're not walking through a a forest which is barely maintained, so. But I am gonna go back and use that bug spray. So the Lauville Forestry Demonstration Area serves many purposes. One to demonstrate what they do, but another to educate. So we find many plaques at the base of all the trees telling us what the tree is, the specific species, or a little bit of history on it. So I'm hoping to uh, encounter Some that say, this is a pine tree, this is a fir tree. Because although I think I've got it down, I don't think I have it down. So it will be important to me to figure this out. Now this particular tree that I'm standing in front of right now, I would call a pine tree just because it has needles. It's an evergreen tree. Touching the needles, it's very soft. They're very soft needles. These would not prick you. You could almost you could almost lay in these. They're quite soft. But it says it's a larch. It's an Olga Bay Larch. Which throws a whole nother wrench in the plan. What's a larch? Adjacent to it is a Dehurian larch. The needles are also soft, very thin. Very very thin. Ah, here we go. Behind that, an Izeli Izeli upright blue spruce. Now that's a tree I would have recognized because I I do recognize the blue spruce. They're pretty distinct. Their needles are not soft; they're quite hard. You would not want to lay on them. This tree I'm a little more curious about though. It's neither a pine nor a larch, or a a fir. It's a Kentucky coffee tree. And I haven't seen one of these locally. It's not very large, you could climb it, but you can't climb it very high. It's got long oval shaped leaves come to a point And the bark is pretty rough. Very uh, shaggy, I would call it, because it reminds me of a shag elm. Shag elm? Shag hickory. It reminds me of a shag hickory. It almost like you could peel it off in layers. I should come here more often, get educated. What's that tree? A hackberry tree. Well, it does have berries growing on it, although I don't think they're edible. Obviously, this would be a fantastic place to come in the fall when all the colors are bright and vibrant. There's so many different types of trees. There's no way you're gonna have two colors right next to each other. Definitely some place to come back in the fall. But for now, I've come across this little garden that's set up. It's got A few trees uh, placed throughout it. Little ornaments, it it looks like a little skunk ornament, which I hope is just an ornament. Benches and... To the eye, it's it's fine to look at. It wouldn't be a great photo, because it's kind of messy. Uh, Unmaintained, I guess would be the better word. But we're not trying to get a picture of the whole thing, right? We're trying to get, we're trying to make a photo of something small. Now the easy answer here would be, I'm looking for macro photography, but I don't know. I guess I'd have to figure out the definition of macro, because my idea of macro is really, really, really close up on a fly's eye. But maybe it could mean just isolating one thing amongst a bunch of things. And not necessarily having to be super close up, super detailed. There's a lot of ornaments, lawn ornaments throughout this, it's I don't know, I guess I would call it cheesy in a way and I'm not one to get cheesy photos or I try not to get cheesy photos I'm trying to look for one thing to isolate and no matter how much bug spray I use they're still bothering me Sometimes when I'm having a hard time finding my first photo or a photo, I like to just take out the camera and walk around with it. Look through the lens. And as much as we're trying to isolate one one specific thing This lens helps me, the camera, looking through the lens of the camera, helps me isolate one specific area. That's how I see it anyway. I've got a tree here. It is a Homestead Arnold Hawthorn, And it grows these little red cherries. They appear to be cherries, like, not cherries, but they look like cherries. I think I'm going to try and get a photo of them. So I'm just going to focus right in on them specifically, where you have the 50mm lens on. I love the 50mm lens. Did I mention that yesterday? I think I mentioned it yesterday. 1 200th of a second ISO 100 f4 why f4 well i had it f2 background was all super blown out like i like it but i don't think i was going to get the entire cherry in focus so i brought it up to f4 Um, and i may try like f8 just because there's some leaves and with the 50 millimeter lens I can really I can get a pretty well blown out background as long as I'm close enough without having a super low F number I'm just hand-holding it, I'm kind of taking my time and trying to get it just right. Having a bit of a hard time getting as much in focus as I want because there are the four cherries all in a bunch and one single leaf. And I'm trying to get all of that in focus. Let's try autofocus. See what it does. That was one sixtieth of a second. That's a little a little slow to be hand holding. We're gonna make some adjustments I wanna keep the F8. So we're gonna go to ISO 500, 1 200th of a second. F8. Cherry is in the bottom left, leaf in the upper left. I'm sorry, cherry is in the bottom right, leaf in the upper left. And I think the leaf is still gonna be partially out of focus, but I think we got our first photo. I've been joined by a little chipmunk. Standing right on a rock and posing for me. Unfortunately, the 22 mm just doesn't get close enough to really capture the detail, but Maybe if we punch in on it might get lucky are you gonna hang around he's prairie dogging sticking his nose in the air looking for things do you want another photo yeah people feed you don't they i could tell I'm certain you can hear it. The Air Force seems to be doing maneuvers uh, somewhere within a 25 mile radius of me. Hopefully they uh, break for lunch soon. So I found a spot which I heard about. We're not done he's just doing circles I can't even see them they're going so fast they're gone before I can look up anyway there's a pond a real pond this time not like the pond that I heard about in our last episode this one is actually very much just like the type of pond I visited as a kid a little overfilled because of all the rain we've had I can tell by looking at it, it's probably four feet higher than usual. I can also tell by looking at it that it is riddled with fish because there are a ton of little minnows right at the shore. I see perch, I see bass. Oh man, I bet you this would be a great spot to fish. I don't know if you're allowed to fish here though. It's not a huge lake, but it's a a big pond. It's got about 20 to 25 feet of mowed area adjacent to it. And as you walk down it, just occasionally, you'll see a little break in the bushes, spot where you could stand and fish. This is just like, I remember. Not this spot, obviously, but the ponds that I remember. There's picnic tables here too. This is a great spot. I wonder if you can fish here. Across the pond, there looks to be a uh, a deck, a nice wooden deck that you can stand on and overlook the the water. There's a couple more bass. Not very big. There's some little sunfish. Minnows. Those two bass are about six inches long. This is gorgeous. I think we might walk around to the deck. I've got to go back and get my cameras, though, because I left them sitting on a picnic table. I'm not certain there is a jaw-dropping photo to be had here, but I want to take one just to kind of give you an idea of what I'm looking at. So what I've done is I'm about eight feet from the pond with a 50 millimeter lens f11 160 of the second we're on the tripod iso 100 and i've just framed up between me and the deck across the pond i'm going to focus right on the deck or at least i'm going to try i've also put on a um circular polarizer That may be one of those photos that come out better than I thought it would. You can see it on the website. Photos along the way, So I've made it around to the deck, and I feel like I kind of walked over here with blinders on because I probably passed up a good couple of shots on my way but I took a little minute while on the deck Air Force is back looked around and found a few interesting things one an empty bag of rubber worms so whether or not fishing is allowed here I'm still not certain but I can tell you people probably do it But what I also spotted were some cattail. Now, they're quite a ways out into the water. Quite a ways, they're six feet out into the water. I think with proper positioning and the right lens, I think we might be able to get a photo out of it There's so many frogs so before even trying any different lenses different positions other than the first one that I've set up here I kind of like what I've got right in front of me so I've still got the 50 millimeter lens on and I've just put the the tripod on the edge of the deck Facing the cattails. I've got a whole row of white flowers on one side, the cattails in the middle, reflections in the background. Focusing on the cattails. F11, 1 of a second, ISO 100. First shot we'll try, but what I really want to try is one lower because this one was kind of looking up over the railing of the deck. I think that we can get below it. We're not doing a very good job photographing the small things, are we? That's all right. I think we're doing a good job of photographing the nice things. It's really hard to see. The sun has come out quite bright now. It's about 11 o'clock, so it's pretty much overhead. So we're working with what we've got. That's one lower. I'm gonna try one more shot closer. That's the 50 mil off. 55 to 200 on. Final shot, about 112 millimeter. ISO 11 1 50th of a second. I actually took it right off of the tripod and put it on the wood between the spindles of the deck. But I don't think that'll be the shot that I I show off on the website, photos along the way, show.blogspot.com. I kinda like the first two with the 50 millimeter lens. But I think that's gonna be it. I think we're going to wrap it up right there. Head back to the car. The sun is pretty much overhead at this point. Doesn't mean you can't get good photos. It does mean I'm starting to sweat. So if you like today's episode, and you want to see the photos that we made, you can head on over to photosalongthewayshow.blogspot.com where I will post them. I will also post my process on editing, the post process. And any uh, thoughts that I had after the fact, I treat it like a blog, because it is, It's kind of part two to the podcast, so you definitely want to check it out. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next time as we make photos along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to see the photos we made, you can find them at photosalongthewayshow.blogspot.com. While you're there, you can check out the photos from previous episodes, as well as stories about adventures that didn't make it on the air. Music from today's show was provided by artists at Upbeat.io and others. Links to all the music can be found in the show notes. That's it for now. I hope you'll join us again as we make photos along the way.